Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. The sermon today is doing big things, big things popping, little things stopping, all right? All right, we're going to break that down. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm going to highlight verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens, all right? To everything, all right? There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. Pastor Joe has declared that this is the season for big things. Amen. God has declared that this is the season for big things. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press I press toward the mark for the prize. That's the big things for the prize of the high calling in uh, high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Mm, big things. I want to tell you, God is doing big things. Watch this. On Thursday, I was telling I was telling Brother Bruce uh, earlier. Uh, on Thursday, you know when your kids grow up, some of y'all y'all are young, y'all gonna grow up and look, don't rush to be old. Listen, I promise you, don't rush to be old. Enjoy your youth. I promise you, every adult in here wish they could go back. <laughs> go back, let mama pay the bills and all that. I try, I promise you. Look, it's it's a whole different ball of wax when you when you get grown and the bills are on you. But on Thursday, uh well, well, well I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to to, to Monday. Uh, we have been looking for a car for my daughter. She wanted to buy her, her first car. We had been looking for a car, and we had found one, and then somebody wound up buying it and bought it before them, and then uh, wound up finding a car for my son because he just got a job. So it was, we had been sharing a car and whatnot. So we found a car for him last week, last Tuesday. Went and picked up his car. And Monday, every day before we leave, my wife and I pray. Before she leaves for work or while she's on her way to work, she'll call me and we'll pray while she's on her way to work. And something fell in my spirit. I said, God, God, I just send the car for Michaela. Whatever you, what you do, send the car. And I promise I got to work. And I, on my break, I was looking. I went to cars.com and I happened to see a car. She said she wanted a car exactly like the one I got my son, a Nissan Central, something that wasn't too expensive, something she could afford to pay for. And uh, I promise I... I saw the car right there, the exact same car, exact same car. I called the dealership. He said, yeah, we got it. We went and put a deposit down. And on Thursday, she went and picked up and signed for her own car in her name. Amen. Amen. God is doing big things. I'm telling you, this is a season for big things. Then, then, then on, on, on Friday, Friday, this God, it was a good week. I promise you, it was a good week. Uh, it's been two good weeks. I'll be honest, because I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and bless the Lord. On, on, after we got my son's car on Tuesday, he got his SAT scores. He had taken the SAT, and he was, his goal was to get, uh, he was looking to get the top level of Bright Futures. And he had taken the ACT and gotten a 26, but he got his SAT scores back that Friday, and he had a 1350. That was like, 1350 out of 1600. I said, son, you done wrote your ticket, son. It's a, God done bless you. I said, praise God. But So then Friday, this coming back, this Friday, this, this Friday, my, uh, my wife had to take a reading certification test, and she had been praying. She had been praying over She had been studying, praying and studying, praying and studying. And she went in, and she took the test, and she called me after she got through. She said, I passed. 
I passed. You caught me on Duo. Duo is FaceTime for Android people. I know y'all, some of y'all Apple people out there. Duo is FaceTime for for Android people. But she called me and she said, I passed. I said, I knew it. I knew. I knew God was going to do it for you. I knew you were steady. I knew you were prepared. So I wanted to say that. I wanted to give those two testimonies to let you know that God is doing big things because he's not just doing big things for me. He's not just doing big things for my family. God is no respecter of persons. Oh, what he's done for me. He'll do for somebody else. So I need y'all to get that in your spirit right now. That this is the season for big things. Big things popping and little things stopping. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and get into it because I ain't gonna hold you long. The first, the first point, first point, big things popping point number one. Big things popping point number one. Use what you've got. God said, use what you've got. And he took me over to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. And it says, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Saying, thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. All right. So there was a woman. She was married to a prophet. Her husband had died. They owed a debt. They owed a debt. And the creditor was coming. Said, no, in order to pay the debt, I'm taking your two sons. They got to come work for me. That's, that's, what, that's what's going on. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house? I'm going to say that again. Watch this. Watch. What hast thou in the house? And she said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Now most people would look at that and, they, and she looked at the pot of oil as if it was nothing. Yeah. Oh, I just use that to cook with. That, that, that ain't nothing. What am I going to do with that? Then he said, go and borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So when she, so she sent him, uh, she went for, from him and shut the door upon, uh, upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she and, uh, said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. What that means is she filled up. She, she had, just imagine, she had a stage full of vessels. Now, mind you, in her house, she only had one pot of oil. But she done filled up all these vessels. And to the point where she ain't even got no more vessels. But the pot she was pouring out of was still full. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Then she said, then she came and told the man of God. And he said, sell the oil. Pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. God is saying, look, whatever you need is already in your house. Uh, he's already equipped you with what you, what you need in order to do big things. You already got it. You just overlooking him. See, you thinking it's nothing. Oh, it may be a talent. It may be a gift. You may be able to bake like nobody's business. But God said, no, you just can't bake cakes just for the family. You got a business. You just got to know how to do it. You got to use what you got. Mm. You may be able to sew. You may be able to sew. There's a young lady that, that I follow on 
Instagram. Her name, she goes by the name of Mimi G. But I've seen her grow from just sewing stuff and putting on her own clothes and modeling them to the point now that her patterns, she has patterns in, 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 in uh, fabric stores. She's gone from, she's teaching classes on YouTube. God is taking that one skill that her grandmother poured into her on how to sew. And now she's not only have a, she's monetized her Instagram page. She has patterns that are selling. She's teaching classes on YouTube. She's used that, God has used that one talent to monetize her in multiple different ways. See, you hear people talking about, oh, you need multiple streams of income. You can monetize, God can take one skill and monetize it in a number of different ways. He's done it right here in this church. Sister Cherry Rankin can cook like nobody's business. See them wrote a book. She, she got a cookbook out there. See them been on TV doing cooking shows. You can monetize that thing. God said use what you got. God said people tell you you got to go back to school. You ain't got to go back to school. I already gave you what you need to get your blessing. You just overlooking it. You think it's just a pot of oil. You think it's just, oh, I just cook good. No, 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 no. You, that could be a restaurant. That could be a catering business. That could be a food truck. You, you, you got to know. God said, use what you got. God said in this season, big things popping, little things stop. Use what you got. You already got it inside of you. He's already giving it to you. You looking around, looking for other things. Listen to every, No, no, no. You need to listen to what God is saying to you. God said, no, 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 no. In this, see, 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 look, look, look at David. David went up, when David went to fight Goliath, oh, they tried to put, put Saul's armor on him. They tried to give him a sword, tried to give him all this stuff. David said, man, I can't do this. I can't do this with this on. They said, well, what you got? Man, I got my slingshot. Man, let me get five smooth stones right here real quick. And he didn't get five because he thought he was going to miss. He got five because Goliath had four brothers. He got five stones because he used what he had. I didn't need the armor. He said, I don't need no armor. I don't need all, I don't need the helmet. I don't need the shield. I don't need all that. Give me my sling and five smooth stones and we gonna go at this. God said, use what you got. You already got what you need to, to, to move into your blessing. You just overlooking it. What are you passionate about? What do you do better than anybody else? Come on, come on, come on, come on. How can, then, then, now you got to think, but God, how can I monetize this? Give me ideas. And God will then begin to give you ideas and begin to send people to help you do what you do. He'll let you put your cake in front of somebody that knows how to get your cake, not just in the store, but in Walmart. Come on, you can go from, from the kitchen to Walmart to having your own bakery. Come on, just off your skill that you've been overlooking. See, you've been happy with the accolades of parents. Your, your family tell you, ooh, girl, your case so good, you make you want to slap your mama. No, no, no. God said, I'm a, I gave you that skill so you can monetize it and it can be a blessing unto you. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, gosh, hold on. My, my screen went off. Hold on, hold on. Big thing popping, point number one. Use what you got. Hold on. Use what you got because God didn't already equip you with what you need. Hold on. Hold on. Now we're going to go to uh, little things stopping uh, point number one. All right. Little things stopping point number one. It says stop giving God excuses. Stop giving God excuses. Oh, what you mean, preacher? What you mean? Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me get over in Exodus. Over in Exodus. In chapter 4, Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 16. Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 16, you'll find these words. And Moses said, said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, 
neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go and I will be thy mouth. I will, I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, sin I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou wilt sin. Watch this. Verse 14. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and, and with his mouth and will teach you what ye shall do. And he, and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be uh, to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. Watch this. Watch this. What God is saying. Moses is talking to God now. Moses is having a conversation with God. And God told him, look, go tell the, key, the, the, the children of Israel, look, I'm, I'm about to free you. God's about to free us. I, I need you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And Moses comes with excuses. He says, I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Meaning he stuttered. Like, I can't talk good. I stutter. I get nervous. But God, Moses sitting there, I mean, God sitting there thinking, you talking to me right now just fine. How is it that you can talk to me, the almighty God? I am that I am, the one that created everything and have no problems, but you scared to go talk to your own people. You scared to go talk to Pharaoh whose house you grew up in. How can you talk to me? And you come giving me excuses. And it says the anger of the Lord did it say and, and it angered the Lord. See, here's what, what God is saying. This, this is what God showed me. He showed me, showed me this. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a professor at TCC, and she was she was uh, finishing up finals, she was grading, and there was some students who honestly were fell in the class. One who was failed a class once before and took her class again. I didn't know that didn't make no sense to me. Why are you gonna take the same professor over again and fail again, not do the work? But then they had excuses. And what it showed me, what I, when I heard her talking about the excuses, well, I had this going on, I had that going on, and I did. And, and, and here's the thing that I'm going to say about this. It would be different, but me and this same person that, that's the professor, my friend, just graduated last year with our master's. Both have families, both have kids, both have full-time jobs. She's also a professor, so she's working not only a full-time job at the state, but also a professor. And we graduated with a 3.7 or better. Both of us. So coming with the excuses to a professor like that, I ain't got time for that. You, you're not telling me anything. So, uh, and we understand things happen, not being insensitive, but God don't want to hear your excuses. If I didn't give, God said, if I didn't give you assignment, I've equipped you for what you need to do. You don't need nobody else. Just do what I told you to do. Don't give me the excuses. I'm, how you going to tell the person who made you what your issues are? 
God said, little things stop it. It's time out for you telling me about giving me excuses about why you can't do what I called you to do. Why you can't pray when I tell you to pray. Why you can't do this. Why you can't do that. Why you not in the choir when you're supposed to be up here. Come on, come on. It's time out for telling me that. God said, in this season, little things stopping. And one of those is your excuses. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. I had not I gotta learn how to keep this thing on. I don't know. I gotta keep touching. I'm sorry. But 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 God said it's time out for excuses. And then God said, hold on, hold on. Since you're gonna give me an excuse, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give you help. I'm gonna give you help. I'm gonna give you help. Since you think you need somebody, your brother, your brother's a Levite, ain't he? He speaks well. Go on, take him with you. Go on, take you. I'm gonna take your excuses out the way. So when you get it, when you go to God with excuses, God gonna give you a reason to go and throw your excuses out of the way. So it ain't no need for that's why He's telling you, look, it's time out for your excuses. It's time to be about my business. No oh, little things stopping in this season. We doing big things at, at Truth Gather. We doing big things for the kingdom, but little things gotta stop in this season. Made me think too about about, about a few years ago we was buying a, we bought a Durango, and I gone online I found a Durango in. In Daytona, near Daytona, it was, uh, I forgot where it was, just north of Daytona. And uh, I was talking with the dealer, worked out a deal, beautiful car, it was only, it was like four or five years old, it only had 16,000 miles on it. And they had given me a great price. And my boss at the time, her boyfriend, sold Dodgers here in Tallahassee. And I went to him, I asked him, I told him what I found, I said, man, can y'all do anything? You know, I'd rather buy it here than drive all the way down there to get it. Uh, and he kept telling me what he can't do. He kept telling me what he can't do. And I, I promised God, I got to the point, I said, look. I said, Thomas, I look, I appreciate you. I said, look, but all you've told me is what you can't do. Tell me what you can do. What can you do? All you done told me up to this point is what you can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. And this is how you, this is how we sound when we go to God with our excuses. I can't do this. God, I can't do that. You know I'm just short. I can't do that. Uh, God, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm old. I can't do that. God, you know I'm not, I can't do that. You know, I'm not, I ain't go to school. I can't do that, God. God said, I don't care. I made you. I know what you can do. You gonna tell me what you can't do? I made you. I created you. God said it's time out for excuses. God said it's time out. Then, 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 then. Now we're going to move on to big, big things popping point number two. Big things popping point number two. Watch this, watch this. Now I know y'all don't, I know some of y'all don't like math. I did. I like math. I ain't going to lie. I did. I did. I like math. I like math. But this is an easy equation. I need y'all to say this with me. I need y'all to repeat it. Your faith plus his presence equals your blessings. Come on, come on. Your faith plus his presence equals your blessings. Pastor Joe, I'm about to go back to the scripture you used on Wednesday. See, Pastor Joe talked from this scripture, but he talked about uh, things that hinder you from doing big things. He said getting out of God's will. And he talked from Luke chapter 5. Watch this, watch this. I'm going to show you this. Watch this, watch this. Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 7. And it says, and it came to pass as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Genesaret uh, and, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. 
And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. Uh, for a drought. And he said, and Simon answering him said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Mm. Nevertheless, God, Pastor Joe said it wins it. It's something about your nevertheless. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sing. Well, God said, watch this, watch this, watch this. First of all, who was on the boat? Jesus was on the boat. So his presence was there. And, 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 and here's the thing. Peter could have said to him, Peter could have said, hold on, hold on, excuse me, sir. I mean, first of all, you got on a boat, you're preaching and all this. I understand this. I understand that you're a minister. However, however, what is your occupation other than ministry? And if Jesus would have said, oh, I'm a carpenter. A carpenter? Man, I've been fishing all my life. Man, we just been out here all night. I done washed my nets. And you talking about, oh, thrust out into the deep? How are you going to tell me an experienced fisherman? What? No, 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 man, we're not going. And Peter answered, Peter said that to him. Woo! Come on, man. But Peter recognized that he was in the presence of somebody special. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, right, look, look, we didn't toil all night. But nevertheless, at thy word, you can go with God is saying that when you extend your faith with his presence. See, some of us will, will get in the presence, but we don't exercise our faith. Some of us will get in his presence. We'll be praising and we'll feel the presence of God, but we never exercise our faith. And some of us will exercise our faith, but we don't never spend time in his presence. See, and that goes for some of y'all. Look, I know we, we, we in phase one right now, but when the doors open back up full, y'all need to bring yourself up in the house. It's something about being in the house. <laughs> something about being in the house. Woo! When the presence hit the glory and we collectively feel the presence of God. Oh, he said, wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, there I am in the midst of them. Woo! Come on. Come on. There's something that when you mix your presence, when you mix your faith with his presence, what happened? What happened? Look at the story. It says that they, that they, they gathered a multitude of fish, that the nets began to break. That the nets began to break. They didn't gather so many fish. Mind you, they didn't be out there all night. You don't know. And see, here's the thing. What we don't know is how many nights they done been out there and didn't catch nothing. We don't know if they were struggling and their business was about to go under. We don't know what the situation was. But that night, because they exercised their faith and because Jesus was on the boat, they had so many fish that they had to call the other boat. And they filled the boats and the, both of the boats was beginning to sink. What God said is when you put your faith with his presence, and that, that's going to be a blessing. That's overflow. Pastor Joe talked about it on Wednesday. He said sometimes you need a salsa. Sometimes you need a salsa because, because there's an over, just in case it overflows out of, the, out of the coffee cup, out of the tea cup. 
God going to give you enough blessing. When you begin to exercise your faith with his presence, oh God, God's going to give you enough that it not only blesses you, but it's going to bless everybody around you. Come on, come on, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, I'm going to move. Let's go, let's go. Little things stopping point number two. Little things stopping point number two. Stop walking in fear. Stop walking in fear. See, I know we said little point, uh, little thing stopping point number one was, was stop giving God excuses. But part of the reason you're giving God excuses is because you're walking in fear. It's the reality of it. And see, I've heard people say that fear means false evidence appearing real. Watch this. Watch. False evidence appearing real. But my Bible tells me that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Watch this. You see evidence in that twice, right? See evidence in that twice. I'm going to watch this. Watch this. I want y'all to, to see this real quick. Numbers 13, 28 through 33. Pastor Joe has taught on this many, many, many times. All right? If you miss it, y'all need to go back and check some of those. Get some of the CDs or something. I mean, powerful sermons. But it says, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak uh, there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it watch this watch this though but the men that went with him <laughs> we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying the land through which we have gone uh, to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in, in, in it are men of great stature. And, they, and there were, we, were, we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come and of, of the giants and we were in our own sight <laughs> as grasshoppers. And so we were in that sight. Here's what God is saying to you. See, you, you afraid. Here's the evidence. Watch this. God had already told them, had already promised them, not, not just told, he promised. And his promises are yea and amen. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? Come on, come on, come on. So he had already told them, look, I got a land for you flowing with milk and honey. And they went over and they spied the land and they said, yes, it surely does flow with milk and honey. The grapes are so big. They're about big as a head. Come on. He said, look, it, it is everything God said it is. But we can't go over there. Them people big. They stronger than we are. We, are gra we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And in theirs. How you know how they see you? Did they tell you you look like a grasshopper? 
Come on, come on, come on. But God is saying, God is saying, you got to stop with the fear. If I done promised you something, oh, I done already gave it to you. All you got to do is walk into it. You got to do the work. Yes, it's a little work. It ain't just going to be easy. Come on. You ain't just going to get it for nothing. But, 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 but the evidence of it is, have I done anything for you before? Huh? Have I brought you out of anything before? See, that's the evidence. Oh, come on, come on. That's the evidence he's talking about. The evidence of things not seen. If I done done something for you before, if I done done it for somebody else, why wouldn't I do it for you? But you afraid to go take it. You afraid to start. You, you saying, oh, well, they not going to believe me. Man, they not going to buy nothing from me. Why, why, why would they buy something from me? Who am I? You, you are God's son. You are God's daughter. You are anointed by him to do what he's called you to do. He had already promised you that it's going to be successful. For all, so all you got to do is walk it out. <laughs> but, but you too scared to even stand, step up and walk. Just like, just like the one, the, twi- the team that was with Joshua and Caleb. They were too scared to even go up and fight. Joshua and Caleb was like, man, let's go up at once. What are we waiting for? But we walking in fear. When God had already given you the promise. God had already promised. And... and it's kind of like it's kind of like this. When I when I thought about evidence, I thought about a young child, a, a young child learning how to walk. Long child, your baby that's learning how to walk, they gonna fall down a whole bunch of time. But do they just sit there and think, "Oh, I fell down. I'm never gonna be able to walk. Ooh, I'm just gonna sit here for the rest of my life." No, they get back up and they try again. They get back up and try again. See, 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 and I, and I promise you, I, to a certain extent, I hate our education system because our education system tells you that because you failed, because you failed, you are a failure. No, that is not, that, that is not the case. Because you failed, that means you learn one way not to do it. Uh, you may just need another way not to do it. See, see, Thomas Edison, the one who created the light bulb, failed at creating the light bulb 10,000 times. He said, I didn't fail. I just found 10,000 ways that that did not work but we all got lights in our house right now because he did not give up the promise was there and if God told you you can do it you can do it God said little things stopping in this season and that little thing is fear stop going to God with your fear and your excuses God said if I told you you can have it you can possess if I told you you can have a house go fill out the application go 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 apply for the house if I told you you can get the job, go put, go put in your application and apply for the job. What I have for you, it is for you. And ain't nothing no man on earth can do to keep you from getting it. Oh, God, God. Last thing, last thing. I'm done, I'm done. I'm done after this point. My closing point is this. Sometimes you need a jump. Sometimes you need a jump. This is... I'm not going to put this under big things popping, little things stopping. This is just a point to remember. Sometimes you need a jump. Went to Acts 17.28. Acts 17.28. It says, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. In him, we live, we move, and have our being. Watch this. God gave me the vision of somebody needing a jump. And there's sometimes that we need a jump. We need that spiritual jump. See, when somebody's car breaks down and the battery's dead, 
car can't go nowhere. You got a desire to go somewhere. But you can't go nowhere because there's nothing powering the car. There's no power in the car. So when then what is the next thing you do? You look for somebody. You go seeking after somebody who might have some jumper cables. But in order for them to even jump the car, you gotta get, they got to get close enough to your car. See, the thing is, when you are dead in your spirit, uh, and if you don't know him in the pardon of your sins, you got to begin to get closer to God. You got to go seek him out. He's right where you left him. Because <laughs> God don't move. God is still sitting on the throne. See, that's the reality of it. God never leaves us. We leave him. See, see, that's what Pastor Joe preached about. Getting out of the will of God will hinder you from doing big things. But when you need a jump, they got to bring the car close enough. Then they got to have jumper cables. They got to connect their car to your car. You got to connect your spirit to the Holy Spirit. At some point, you got to get connected uh, to God. You got to get in the word. You got to get in prayer. You got to get connected to the master, to, to the master. You got to get connected. And then they have to turn on their car. And then you really need to let it run for a little while. Before you even try to start to maybe even hit the gas a few times, give it a little bit of extra power. You might need a little extra boost. Sometimes we get like that in our spirit when the devil has beaten us down. Sometimes we need a jump and you got to get that jump. The only place to get that jump is through the word and through praising God and through being in the house. God said, sometimes you need a jump. And in this day and in this season, if we're going to do big things, Sometimes you got to get that jump. But when you start that car, boom, now you can go where you're trying to go. And in the spirit, now you can go where God is planning on taking you. Sometimes you need a jump. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but it may be somebody in here who hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You can come on, play. Come on, come on. I'm done. There may be somebody in here who doesn't know God in the pardon of their sins. You haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And you need that jump. You need that jump. You need to get connected. You need to get connected to the master in order to get where he got for you to go because your car can't move with a dead battery and right now you're feeling dead in your spirit right now you're feeling dead you, you feel like hope. all you got is hopelessness but God said if you connect to me I'll replace that hopelessness with joy God said you just gotta get connected to me this morning he said don't wait he said don't wait Tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. And, and I was talking with her and she was telling me that her cousin had just passed away. I said, well, was it COVID? What was it? Was it were they older? She said, no. It was the same age she is. She's 39. And said he was in good shape. He worked out. Had a heart attack. He thought he was healthy. Had a heart attack. Went in the hospital. Never came. We don't know the day, 
nor the hour when God is going to call us home. So the time to get connected is right now while the blood is running warm in your veins. The time to get your jump is right now. is right now so if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I just want you to pray with me just say dear Heavenly Father dear Heavenly Father I come into my heart Lord I love you God I, I'm not doing it my way anymore God I accept you as my Lord and Savior I believe that you are the son of the most high God I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins and God I believe that God raised you up on the third day with all power in your hand and that you sit on his right hand oh God and I accept you as Lord and Savior if you believe that, if you said that and you believe that, you are saved today. Y'all just give a hand clap of praise for those that are saved today. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.